Welcome to the White House Family Spoken Novels Podcast, Episode 402. Today we are reading Chapter 42 of the novel, All the Bishop's Children, Book 2, by Daniel Wyatt III, with his wife Marika White. DJ needed to borrow someone's car one night for a hot date. No, you cannot use my car tonight. You don't have to go out every night, Dwight said to DJ. You can use my car, Rosalind piped in. Thanks, Mom, DJ said. Rosalind, didn't you hear me just telling me he does not have to go out every night? I do not want him going out tonight, Dwight said. Ah, let him go out and have some fun, Rosalind said. He needs to use my car anyway, so he can take Jennifer out in style. We need to look into getting him his own car soon. Anyway, as I mentioned to you earlier, he's going to need one after he graduates. And just how do you plan on getting to work? Dwight said to Rosalind. DJ can drop me off unless you want the honor of doing so, Rosalind said. Obviously, you two are not going to listen to me. So let me drop you off and pick you up, Dwight said. DJ dropped his mother off at the post office and returned home to take a shower. He had great plans for that evening. DJ, I don't understand why you're always going out. Aren't you tired of running the streets? Dwight asked him. Dad, I don't run the streets. I'm at work most of the time, DJ said. Until two or three in the mornings. And why are you leaving so early? I thought you didn't have to work tonight. I want you to stay home tonight, Dwight said to DJ's chagrin. It's getting more and more dangerous being out late at nights. I can't promise you that I'll stay home. I had some plans and I'm going to keep them. If you'll excuse me, I have to go and shower, DJ said. Dwight was taken aback at DJ's abrupt response to his request. DJ took a long time in the shower. He returned to his room to get fully dressed. He checked to make sure his father had not picked up the car keys from off the chest of drawers where he had laid them. He pocketed the keys. Tonight's the night, oh yeah, he sang as he made his way back to the bathroom to comb his afro and spray on some afro sheen. Jennifer, here I come, he said to himself. DJ, get out of that bathroom now. You've been in there long enough, Dwight said, vigorously shaking the doorknob while turning it back and forth. Oh man, why is he bothering me, DJ thought. I'm not done yet, you just have to wait. What? Boy, you don't talk to me like that. Now I'm used to your mother defying me, but not you. Open this door now before I break it down. Believing his father was just saying empty words, DJ replied back. It seemed something overcame him and he kept on talking. Go ahead and tear it down. You're the one who will have to fix it. What did you just say, boy? Dwight said. I said, go ahead and tear it down. DJ felt he was safe behind the locked door. Because of your smart mouth, you just give me the keys to your mother's car now, Dwight said. You will not be going anywhere. Mom gave it to me. She's expecting me to give it back to her. So I can't give it to you, DJ said. I can't believe I'm hearing this from this boy, Dwight thought, as anger rose within him. We would not be having this talk if you had just let me use your car, DJ continued in a barely audible voice. DJ picked out his hair with the afro pick and was lightly panning it down with the palms of his hands while singing Tonight's the Night, Oh Yeah, when the bathroom door flew open and his father stormed in. Oh no, DJ hollered as he swung around, putting his hands in front of his face to protect himself. 
Don't you ever talk back to me, ever. Do you hear me? Dwight said as he shook DJ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. DJ said quickly and with utmost respect. Although he had a steady, terrified stare at his father's eyes, his peripheral vision focus was on his father's hands. The thought of his father putting all of his 300 pounds into his arm to slap his cheeks for his rudeness and disrespect sent shivers down DJ's spine. Don't you ever talk back to me, boy, after all I've done for you. Here I am looking out for your safety. And you think you're big and bad and want to talk back to me? No, sir, it won't happen again, G.J. said with some relief, as he noticed his father's hand was barely occupied. He held the broken doorknob in one of his hands. You doggone right, it won't happen again, Dwight said. I expect more than a yes, sir, from you. I expect an apology. D.J. had never seen his father express such anger before. He could see the veins throbbing in his father's neck. I'm sorry, Dad, DJ quickly said, wishing to preserve his life. I don't know what came over me. It won't happen again. Don't you ever let it happen again. Now get out of this bathroom. Yes, sir. Excuse me, please, Dad. DJ slid past his father. While his father was examining the broken lock, DJ hurried out the front door, hopped into his mother's car, and turned the music up high. He drove off into the night. That was close, he sighed. Thank you for joining us for this episode of White House Family Stories. You may purchase a copy of this novel and any other Christian fiction books read on this podcast from Amazon.com. Now, dear listener, please know that God, the divine author of all things, wants to write a great story with your life as well. But first, you must give him the pen by trusting him with the life he gave you and surrendering your heart to Jesus Christ as Savior. Here is how. 1. Accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7.20, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Romans 3.23 reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 2. Accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. 3. Accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 10.28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. The Bible says in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake, which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. 5. Accept the fact that God loves you more than you love yourself, and that he wants to save you from hell. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. With these facts in mind, please repent of your sins, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and pray and ask him to come into your heart and save you this very moment. The Bible says in the book of Romans 10, 9, and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Dear friend, if you are willing to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, please pray with me this simple prayer. Heavenly Father, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. I now believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life today. Amen. If you believed in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried and rose again, allow me to say congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, go to gospelizesociety.com and read what to do after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Thank you once again for listening, and may God bless you until next time.